0: You know, in times of crisis, it's radio that often becomes the real information lifeline. used to be shortwave radios were the only information channels in far-flung parts of the world during times of uh, disaster. These days, radio is joined by other forms of electronic communication, Twitter, Facebook. We saw all of them out in force in Haiti as people struggled after the worst earthquake there in 200 years. The death toll now estimated at 230,000, which is on par with the Asian tsunami of 2004, where radio played an important role back in 2004 in the tsunami as well. In Haiti, radio ran down the rumors. Radio told people where to get food and medical help and how to reconnect with loved ones. Radio was special during the earthquake, and radio also has a very special place in Haitian culture. It's back in force on the island. Emilio San Pedro is an editor for Conexión Haiti, a lifeline program created by our partner, the BBC, to help Haitians get all kinds of basic information that is still needed since the earthquake. Emilio, good morning. Good morning. Emilio is uh, with us from Miami, where the uh, connection Haiti is broadcast from. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. All right. And also, Michael uh, Diber joins us. He's a freelance journalist and author of Notes from the Last Testament, The Struggle from Haiti. And you were part of our coverage in those very early days, Michael. Welcome back to the program. Thank you very much. Uh, Describe, Michael, first of all, your sense of the importance of radio in Haiti and the importance of radio information sources during this earthquake.
1: Well, I would say in Haiti, you know, where where newspapers are, are kind of few and far between in the best of times, uh, I mean, radio plays a, a particularly important role in terms of disseminating information. And certainly in, in, in the aftermath of this really devastating earthquake, some of the stations that were able to continue broadcasting uh, really played a very important role in terms of Telling people what was happening with their family members, in terms of telling people where food was distributed, where aid was being distributed, things like that. Even though the radio stations in Haiti had also suffered quite
0: badly. And because so many of the stations were off the air, uh, really, uh, the BBC uh, saw that there was a need. And uh, here's a feel for Connexion Haiti. Objectif no simple. C'est bas information important pour millions haïtiens trablement de là affectés. Emilio San Pedro, that's uh, a part of a air check from uh, uh, Connection Haiti. Why did the BBC decide to do this? And uh, uh, you're broadcasting in Creole there. What's the mission of Connection Haiti?
2: Well, the mission is very simple. It's to bring that basic information that you were talking about, because even though the earthquake may have happened uh, nearly a month ago now, it's, still very early days in the in the whole relief and, and uh recovery effort. So it's still about giving people uh in Haiti a place where they can uh, talk about the earthquake, because after all, these are all uh, people who, who survived what is uh, uh, arguably uh, the worst natural disaster ever in the, in the Western Hemisphere.
0: We were speaking with Emilio San Pedro, who's editor for Connexion Haiti, with our partner the BBC, and Michael Dybert, who's a freelance journalist and author of Notes from the Last Testament, The Struggle from Haiti. So Emilio had his own emotional story to tell us. There was a program recently where he was able to use radio to reunite some of the people who hadn't spoken since the earthquake itself and on this program a young boy in haiti spoke with his mother who lives in boston this story is going to be airing on the bbc world service on thursday and in the story the mother was so overjoyed she found out that her son was alive that she broke out into song singing the religious hymn how great thou art here's a short excerpt Emilio, tell us a story about the day when the mother was reunited with her son on the air. I mean, what what was it like to be a, a radio host that day?
2: That was indeed uh, one of the most uh, incredible, and I've worked in radio for a long time here in the U.S. and and in the U.K., Uh, it was the most uh, incredible day because uh, for several days we've been getting text messages from this 16-year-old Penez Macari, who who, who started texting us last weekend and saying, you know, I need to find my mom. I can't. I haven't talked to her since the earthquake. And he lives in Haiti. She lives in Boston. And he sent us a phone number, but it was the wrong number, unfortunately. So we then took the unusual step of actually directing an on-air message to one person. You know, Penez, uh, you've given us the wrong number twice now. Can you try? We really do want to help give us a number again uh and he sent the right number we got in touch with this lady simone who lives in boston she's an american citizen and and simone was to say that she was distraught is an understatement uh, of the highest proportions i mean simone had not heard from her son since the earthquake that was about at that time three weeks she hadn't spoken to him and they used to speak every single day. So the day that we, we called her to tell her that he was indeed alive and that we had been making contact with him, she was overjoyed. She told us that she hadn't eaten or drunk and barely slept for for those three weeks. And she had her bags packed, ready to go to Haiti. It was unbelievable. They finally did manage. We managed to get them on a phone line. And it was quite an, uh, well, quite an incredible feeling.
0: No, and a testimony to the power of radio. Michael uh, DiBert. do you think that this is a moment you, you you hear Emilio San Pedro they're talking about the texting and the interactivity becoming a radio broadcast do you think this is a, a real moment for the, uh, the the kind of coherence of all these electronic media coming together in, into some form that really does tell the story
1: well, I must say, I mean, in addition to the traditional forms such as, as radio in Haiti, I mean, you, you would be amazed at the role that, I mean, even social networking sites like Facebook played in kind of spreading information in terms of, of where people were trapped, uh, who was alive, who was dead. And the thing is, I suppose, now the big question is how do we how do we take all these kind of technological advances and use them in a way that, that does effectively, for example, get aid to people who, who don't have it and, and helps people who are trapped? I mean, when I was there, even up to two weeks after the earthquake you know you still had huge swaths of of port-au-prince which had barely been touched really by by relief efforts and so obviously that's something that you know on the ground in haiti radio is working and perhaps internationally you know social networking sites and whatever
0: are, are, are working
1: to spread information
0: about and, that. And working together. Well, the the important radio is important to us for obvious reasons, but it's uh, great to hear this story coming out of Haiti. Uh, Michael Dybert, freelance journalist and author of Notes from the Last Testament, The Struggle from Haiti. We're also joined by uh, Emilio San Pedro, editor for Connexion Haiti, with our partner, the BBC broadcasting to Haiti from Miami. Thanks to you both. Thank you very much.